Hello. Hi, John. Oh, <clears throat> hello, Merlin. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am fine. Are you having you, a good Monday morning? Yes, so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so far, I would say it's been pretty good. Okay, I'd love to contribute to that if I can. I really hope that you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, please, there, is there anything that... Like, please don't mess it up. Yeah. I would do that. I would mess it up. No, yeah, no, like, no, no. By bringing, like, what, like, bad news or, like, like a downer kind of thing? No, no, no. You have, you have so far in our 12 years of recording this Ooh. show, never uh, brought me down. You always lift well, me up. You're the wind beneath my wings. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I think we just, we just actually did pass a, a, a mark. I think we're officially at 12 years now. 12 years. 12 years. Someone, oh, you know who it was. If this was show our, was a boy, it would be masturbating by now. 12 years old. My daughter's 12 years old. Oh. Um, uh, you know, t- uh, Dan Benjamin, our mutual friend. Yes, I do. Uh, one, once told me uh, uh, several years ago that I was, not, we, I was not one of the first generation of podcasters. Huh. <laughs> uh, I did not. Did you really, you really say that? Yeah. I did not, not, an odd thing to say to someone. I did not qualify. Remember what it was in response to or regarding? Well, it was just one of these. Uh, was it one of those messages know. he just sent? No, sometimes? no, I just like, felt like a picture a of him in a hat and, and, and then him <laughs> saying you're not one of the first generation of podcasters. He had one of those graphs where, you know, if you had podcasted before this time, yeah. then you were. You know, a pr- one of the early casters. And, I see. And then past that point, then something had happened. There was a new, de- a new development. Somebody invented a blogger or live journal, or or maybe those things died. I don't remember what which one. You it don't was. need to know. You're, you, no, no, you're, no. you're not obligated. You're not obligated to know that. I think what he's saying is, listen, you may be you may be Charlie Pride. You you yeah. may be Ferlin Husky. You may be Kitty Wells. But 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 you ain't no Carter family. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's right. I was influenced by my four pale wildwood flowers. Yes, but he was he was trying to pay me a compliment, oh, which nice. was that I was in. You, you, really, you don't sweat much for a fat girl. I was no, no. He was saying <laughs> I was in the next, mm. I, not lesser generation, but the next generation. Maybe not the second generation either, but one of those early groups. I, and right. I owe it all to you. I owe it all to you. Well, again, I th- th- am I dying or something? Why, what is, what's, what's, what's happening here? <laughs> Merlin, yeah. this is your life. Hey, it's Scott Simpson. <laughs> Scott, come in. <laughs> derp, derp. Do you have sucks, a fun sucks story vape about and disappears. <laughs> um, 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 and, and what kind of an impact did that have on you? Um, I guess we'll set aside your relationship with Dan for a moment and just focus sure. on, you know, did that, did that give you something to chew on a little bit? Did that, that make you think a little bit? Did it make you want to get a hat of your own? Well, it does. What it helps me do is when people, when I'm out in the world yes, and people, you know, I live on the West coast. So on the That's East true. coast, people would say when they met you at a cocktail party, they would say, Oh, where did you go to school? Here on the West Coast, <laughs> what's we, your podcast about? <laughs> well, no, we say we say, "What do you do?" Oh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, you're standing around with a group of people. Oh, what do you do? And so, I'm always embarrassed to say that I'm a podcaster because I, no, I, had, I had to do it this morning. I had to do you it had to literally. Tell you were a no, like like an hour ago, I had to do it. <laughs> I, and what what did they say? Did they give you that look? Um, the, I well, you know, for opsec reasons, I don't like to talk too much about aspects of my life. But the, sure, the, sure. but there was um, I noticed I noticed a baby carriage outside the the door of my office, hmm. and I thought, huh, unattended. Well, one doesn't know. First, one just one just sees the, the baby carriage, and then a, a a lady stuck her head in and goes, "What is this? <laughs> was was she a witch?" <laughs> she was a, she was a mima. She's a mima. Uh, okay, okay. She goes. She goes. Uh, <clears throat> she says to me. She says, "There's. A, there's. I see a baby carriage. No baby in evidence yet. But there's a baby carriage." She goes, "What is this?" And I mumble the kind of thing I usually mumble, which is I try to become instantly become as uninteresting as possible. Sure. Not because I don't like talking to people, but because you know you just you just it's just in San Francisco it's just better not to be noticed. And um, you know you know what you can say in that instance. You know what the least I'm a interesting thing is. Oh, what no, do I say? No, that's fascinating. Oh, I watched I you say that again. at a cocktail party, and everybody was like, "Wow, wow!" On the internet. No, no you just you just say uh, I fix computers. 
That ends oh. any conversation. I fix computers. I fix, I diagnose and <laughs> fix computers. And I said something along the lines of, because I never know, I should prepare this, I should rehearse this the way other people rehearse things that they mm. say to people. When they say stuff like, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and they can just say that without laughing. Oh and I, Somebody I, I said, said that to me at a party one time. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, shit, I'm an dog. Entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, my favorite is the serial me. entrepreneurs. So I guess the other ones didn't work out, huh? But, um, but anyway, she goes, she goes <clears throat> just to, 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 to recap, there's a baby carriage. No baby mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should also mention that I'm, I'm literally laying on the couch playing solitaire. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm ahead on daily challenges. I'm trying to get ahead a little bit in case something happens. You know, it's but, just yeah, sure, you good planning. Build up a backlog. But yeah, wait I a got, minute, you're 77 day streak. So your front door to the sidewalk oh, is Jesus open. Jesus Christ. See, no. Just, and, and, so, and so she says, What is this? And I said, Oh, you're sitting in the office. Yeah, she goes, Well, what, what, what are you doing here? And I said, You know, just <laughs> office, office stuff. Uh huh. She goes, oh, what? But like, what is it? And so finally, I thought, okay. She's looking at the little statue of Wilberforce and wondering, what kind of office is this? Well, she's probably noticing the very large Dr. McCoy standee that, that is mm. shooting a tricorder at her baby carriage. He's not an obstetrician. He's just a different kind of doctor. Sure. sure. But, but he is a real worm. And, he's, and just I, a, he's just a doctor, Jim. <laughs> we're, just, we're just normal men. And, and so I finally said, okay, fine. So, so I stand up and I go, now, and the thing is, now I'll be me. I was trying to be someone else, which is like I will become an uninteresting person who, who people are scared of because they're laying on a couch at 10 in the morning. Yeah. And then I walk over and I, I engage her and I ask well, her if Has she okay intrigued if I, you at this point? I mean. Is she intriguing? I really like babies. And so I engaged with the baby and that was going okay. So then we talked some more and we talked about kids and we talked about, you know, I, I was at this point kind of directing the conversation a little bit because I, I wanted to just mention, you know, I, I do believe in the importance of sleep hygiene. I said, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I said, I said, I says to her, I says, I'm 56 years of age. And I said, I came up at a time when we yelled at our kids a lot about everything. Mm-hmm. And rather than just having something as uh, inert as boundaries, there was just lots of rules. I said, but with that said, and I didn't love that. And I tried not to do that with my kid. But with that said, I said, I do think sleep hygiene is important. She says, oh, you know, the, the parents, they just, they, they let the child cry. And I said, oh, yeah, cry it out's rough. Like when you're trying to get the, yeah, it's tough. But, it, you know, it does eventually work if you can. So we're talking. And then. Is man, this, this woman Harvey Feinstein? <laughs> Harvey Firestein. Or Firestein? Firestone? I just loved. Is that so wrong? <laughs> um, couldn't pick a better narrator for the Harvey Milk documentary, though. Total delight. Oh, oh he's also very good in Mulan. As is oh, Donnie yeah. Osman. Let's get oh, yeah. down to business. Anyways. Um, I'm sorry, this is, this is, we haven't even talked about Dio at all yet. But so eventually now, and then of course this, this lady, she's like white on rice. And, uh-huh. and uh, I said, she's like, yeah, so, so what are you, what are you doing there? And I said, Does she ask you to use the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> she's going, she, she, and I, I assume I would watch the baby while she went back to the bathroom. I am literally currently out of toilet paper okay. and it, the whole place stinks of, you guessed it, acetone yeah. because right. I'm cleaning my nozzle right now. So there's just a whole lot of things that really aren't up to what in San Francisco is called code. And um, so, so she's, like I say, she's, this is a real sticky lady. She's sweet. She's, she's 66. She's got four grandkids. And I tried to follow her math a little bit on the grandkids. And I, I'm not sure. I, beyond Irish twins, I think there might have been some where like one was born like three months later. It's very confusing. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. And she's, she's, she really is pursuing the issue. She's like, well, so, so what do you do? And I say, well, I, I, you know, I do... Uh, record uh, audio stuff she's like like oh so it's like and she's stick now at this point she's sticking her 66 year old head in and she goes oh it's like a studio and i said yeah i mean kind of i, I make podcasts. oh this shows. is san francisco she might have been jerry garcia's girlfriend she might know all about this just a touch of gray right here anyway just point at your underwear area i did i pointed at my bathing suit area that's what that's little jerry um, anyway, I'm almost done. And then, and then she said, no, she's, oh, 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 I said, cause she's Columbo now. Uh, just one more thing. Oh, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah. And I say, well, yeah, I make, uh, you know, I do, I do podcasts. She goes, oh, podcasts. What's what, what? And then of course, you know, this. everybody sing along. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast? Yeah. And I said, oh, it's just stuff. I just talk mostly about computers and yeah. stuff. She goes, yeah, but what's it called? And I said, oh, do you, and then of course now I'm going to do, well, I'm going to pivot hard. 
yeah. and I go to, oh, do you like podcasts? And she goes, oh, yes. Oh, you got to say that. I like you podcasts on aging. I like podcasts on science. And I said, you know, what's really good if you enjoy science, you should check out a wonderful show called You Are Not So Smart. And it's a show about cognitive bias and our, you know, focusing very heavily on confirmation bias. And she's like, oh, I love things like that. I said, oh, you should go check that out. At this point, I think I'm done. I cannot Yeah, you're trying late. to get, you, you, so far you have avoided mentioning the name of any of your podcasts. Who, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. It's like asking somebody to measure their shits. It's like, yeah. no. You, but, so at this point now, I've, I'm, I'm, I said, I, I stick my pinky up in the air, like, like some kind of a Frenchman. And I say, <laughs> would it be okay if I let the baby grab my finger? Because <gasps> you got to ask consent, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, but, there are a lot of people and, that just baby, go right I, I said that the same thing I say, say to a lot of people with bird dogs. Well, not bird dogs, but, you know, water dogs. I, I, say, I say to her, I say, he seems really smart. You don't oh. say that about a bird dog, but, you know. Not, you know what I mean? You don't say How that about... How big is this baby? Uh, one year. Oh, so, yeah, you can tell if it's he has a bit. He has a big head and a yeah. very, uh, very intense look. And anyway, it, was, it, was, it was a nice visit, but the point of the, the story was I did end up having to do the thing. And, like, because if I just laid on the couch and, and, and responded, what is this? I would say something like, um, I'm, I'm making liquor for my baby or something or like yeah. it's a still this everything in here is a still yeah. or I, I i'm the opioid epidemic but none of that would have kept her out she would have just come in what is you got to come up with something that would make her go i'm gonna oh, workshop that goodbye. because I, that would yeah that would be super help. oh you know what i could say i could say i i, I make nfts Whatever that is. Oh, you make NFTs. I make NFTs. <laughs> no, it's a real heartbreak yeah. right now in San Francisco. There was this uh, this douchebag restaurant that was being started up. Uh, that was all about. It was an NFT restaurant, and it was going to be funded. It was going to be this douche club w w that involved NFTs. And I'm sorry to say, just last week they announced that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, it's a bummer. People were really looking forward to it. Did yeah. they invest like tens of millions of dollars in? No, uh, they, uh, they, they I think they invested apes? tens of millions of NFTs, whatever that is. Sure, sure. And you sure. get and you get higher levels. Apes. You know, you get to like the silver level if you give pay them this much NFT. I think you yeah. give someone a photo of an ape. Is what yeah, I what I can photo, gather. No, no, no. It's a digital representation of a photo of an ape. Yeah. Somebody once described NFTs to me as uh, basically buying a receipt for a receipt. You, yeah, you sure. don't actually have anything but but you have the provenance papers for your walgreens receipt basically and it has uh -huh. an ape on it hakuna matata ten thousand ten thousand space dollars please anyway so it's hard sometimes so, so okay i'll put that down here on the document i need oh, so to work on a cover is, uh, story you know in answer to to your question like that's uh, your query uh, uh, uh the questions be, are written down for me it, being in a uh, being in a podcast uh, for 12 years now uh when i'm talking to people and they it say, sound like in school suspension <laughs> they say what do you do? And I go, oh, yeah. you know, I was I'm a musician. And they go, oh, are what's your band? And it's just like, oh. Uh. Well, I, you know, my band is called the Long Winters. We are part. We were part of that two uh, thousands uh, indie rock uh, movement. You should tell them the bands you've opened for. And, uh, yeah, you know, I've heard of them. Weren't they on Pox and Recreation? <laughs> We once played the Metro, no more than once. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, and you know, every once in a while, I mean, the best time I ever had. I met somebody at a at a party in Bellingham, and uh, they said, "What do you do?" And I said, "Oh, I'm in an indie rock band." And they got a kind of like a snarky look, and they were like, "Oh, what do you mean? Like, what's indie rock to you?" And I was like, "Well, you know, indie rock, Seattle indie rock." And they were like, "What? Like the Long Winters?" Oh, fuck me, gently. And I was so. I'd never been so pleased. And so you feigned a stroke because you like, can't, there's what? no, you, what, what's going to happen after that? No, and I was, yeah, I was actually, there with, I am in the long winters. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. what's, I, I'm, I'm Rhetoric Johnson or whatever his name is. That's me. I'm Rhetoric. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, you can engage with your audience, and you can sell anything, whether that's your products, services, or even the stuff that you create. Whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace has got you covered. So much you can do. You can use their insights to grow your business. So if you've ever wondered where your site visits and sales are coming from and which channels are the most effective, you can analyze all of that in Squarespace. And once you got that data, you can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most popular products and content. Of course, you can sell your products in an online store. Again, whether that's physical objects, digital stuff, whatever it is, Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling 
online. One of my favorites, you get started with the best-in-class website template, and then you customize it to fit your own needs. It really is as easy as browsing the category of your business. Uh, you can find a perfect place to start, and then you customize it all yourself. Just a few clicks, a couple drags, and Bob is your uncle. It's the best. Uh, you're using Squarespace right now because that is where the Roderick on the Line podcast is hosted. Uh, ever thus, it, it shall be, uh, one imagines. A uh, b- big fan of Squarespace. They do my personal sites, and they probably ought to be doing yours uh, as well as for your business. You know, if you got a business, go on to your business and let Squarespace take care of the rest. So right now, please go to squarespace.com slash supertrain. You can get yourself a free trial with no credit card required. And then when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code, SUPERTRAIN. And that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once more, at squarespace.com slash SUPERTRAIN. Sign up with that offer code, SUPERTRAIN, for 10% off of your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Hey. No, I said, yeah, what I said was, yeah, very much like the long winters. Yes. And then <laughs> you pulled out a tiny, tiny, tiny guitar and started playing cinnamon. You roll at that moment a piano. Peter Allen pushes out a, the upright piano and you start playing Commander <laughs> Thinks Aloud. <laughs> well, uh, so, so, but then most people look me up and down and they go, you're a rock musician and I go, well, sure. But I also uh, do podcasts. This is, this is me on jury duty. This is me having to go to jury duty at the point when they go, well, Mr. Man, because of course, Bob Odenkirk is always the judge. And he said, Mr. <laughs> Man, can you ask a little bit of what kind of work you do? I'm like, mm, I try to be funny making poop jokes on the internet. I also have a baby that I have to take care of, but that comes after the Yeah, poop. you say like, I'm a house husband who has a- Oh, yeah. You know, who does they, they think like John Lennon, 78. Like, like after the, what That's was right. her name? Milai, whatever. After, right. after the girlfriend, when he gets back with the Yoko. The last weekend, yeah. The last weekend, you get that guy for the Sean likes, right? With the tampon yeah. on his head. Well, who's that guy? Yeah, Harry Nilsson. Harry, Harry Nilsson, yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they rode pretty hard, those boys. Yeah, they did. I mean, you could say, yeah, you're but in then your he baked white, bread. I remember hearing around piano phase. But yeah, oh, there's the white, <laughs> the white piano. You know what? This is my new EP, White Piano Days. <laughs> uh, and but then uh, you get to like the interviews and stuff from around because I, I thought of John Lennon as kind of like I don't know where John Lennon went. It felt like it had been like a decade since we'd heard from John Lennon, even though of course he put out the rock and roll uh, record. He did mm-hmm. Walls and Bridges, like he did all, he did all those records. But still, when Double Fantasy came out, which I loved, um, there were those old interviews. It's like what what have you been up to, John? He's like, well, I take care of my kid and I bake bread. I was like, ooh. Well, those were the years when he went on the Dick Cavett show every every six yes. months and talked shit about Paul McCartney, which are great years. I yeah, mean, you know, you know, he had a lot of trauma in his life. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, was, Mimi. Yeah. You know. Oh, I know. Is that her name Mimi? Yeah, Mimi. You had a Mimi too. Okay, I did. Yeah, but uh, but so what I so then I get the look as yeah. you well know, <laughs> which look up and down mm, and they go. Did this sound. I, mm, I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about podcasts because it seems like everybody has one. Are you seriously standing here telling me that this is what you do? Right. It, it, it is a punchline. It is It is literally a punchline. A little bit. But no, like I on say, TV shows, like comedians think it's comedians go out there and make their fucking, like Conan O'Brien. That's what he does now. But it's still, it is actually funny that he's like, yeah, I have a podcast. And because like, that's not the same as having a network TV show at all. Yeah, no, but he's got a podcast. Right. I, I was at, a, uh, I was at a, a, a cocktail party last night with Neil Stevenson. Neil Stevenson wrote uh, S- Snow Crash? No. Yeah, he sure. Necronomicon. Isn't he? A, he's a. He's a. He's a. Reno. I think of him in that Rat King with like uh, Gibson. Uh, didn't he write? Didn't he write? Um, yeah. Didn't he write like a really good uh, sci-fi uh, cyber future? Yeah, he's a cyberpunk. You, you, uh, you met Neil Stevenson. He's. He's. Uh, he writes some. Uh, he writes some things. Uh, some books. He writes. Uh, he writes many books. Yeah. Yeah. I have four. I saw four of his books. They're on my Kindle right now. I just haven't read. He them did yet. write Snow Crash and yeah. and Cryptonomicon. That Cryptonomicon. was Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well. So he and I originally met uh, through See, television. He can say he's an author. He is an author. Well, I say uh, that I. If you go look at my internet page, it says that I am a writer, which is what I am. I'm a writer who. You there? My internet page. Says. Oh shit. I dropped, you dropped a little. I think you're back. Okay. Yeah, you, you dropped for a second there. Okay. Um, yeah, but he can say this is the thing, being an author. He's an author. He's an yeah, author. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a beloved author. And it was, so we met through Adam Savage. We've, we've had 
very different personalities. There's a lot. We share a lot in common. We talk about swords. I actually had a sword in my car, and I said, I'd like you to take a look at the blade and give me your evaluation. And he said, well, I can do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's this kind of relationship. Huh. Uh, but we but we enjoy one another because <laughs> little, he gives little ad hoc antiques roadshow. <laughs> I I Could talk you tell, is he, uh, he's American talk, right? Is he American? He seems like he three or four, he's American. Yeah, All I right. talk about three or four times more than he does. But he responds to what you say by either very slightly raising an eyebrow or very slightly smirking, and those things are the clues that he mm-hmm. is enjoying what you're saying. Okay. You know, because if he doesn't raise his eyebrow or doesn't slightly smirk, right. then you're you couldn't you can't know whether he. Enjoys what you're talking you're, about. You're losing not. Neil, or maybe not. Maybe oh. he's completely into what you're doing. You know, eye con. He doesn't do eye contact very much. Yeah, but yeah. So we were talking, and and I said to him, "Do you have a podcast?" Oh, and he said, "No, I don't have a podcast. I don't oh. need a podcast. I'm busy writing. You know, I'm writing the cyberpunk uh, literature of the future." I don't, it's not, I don't need to sit and talk to some, some ding dong in San Francisco about, uh, you know, about cutlery, but so <laughs> my so, cutlery but, is soaking in acetone right now. Cause I stained it. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I know what it's like in there. I'm, you know, the, the little oh, high, yeah. Harvey Firestein woman that came in, she had to walk past nine gallon jugs of urine that were sitting under your desk. No, that's not fair at all. I got rid of my Clorox bottle. <laughs> I probably should drink more water. No, no. What there is, there's a lot of sexy cartoon dolls, though. There is. Oh, that. believe me, I know. <clears throat> yeah. Believe me, I know. But no. So I say in those moments when mm-hmm. people are looking at me and they're like, oh, you have a pod- podcast is seriously what you're trying to tell me right now? Right. I say, well, you know, Dan Benjamin. Yeah. Once told me that I, although I wasn't in the first generation of podcasters. Right. I was in an early generation of podcasters, and that accounts for why I have multiple podcasts where I just talk to another Gen X white dude. Yes. And yet people listen to it because when they started, that was still a novel idea. Yes. And then you, re- you reach and, into your overcoat, you pull out an SM7B and, and literally drop it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look at that. Look at that. You look like that? that? I got if more you started of this. I got a five podcast, of this. If, if you start a podcast like this one now... But you could also combine it. it with close magic, <clears throat> like uh, what's that guy David Blaine, where you oh, can say to the person, "Well, please, could, could you look please in your hip pocket?" And, and there's a cassette of the podcast you've recorded with that person already in there. We would have to these days. We would have to have a gimmick. We'd be talking about something, right? Yeah, what, you, you got to have a podcast about a show, something. Yeah. Would it be about Dio? What would it be about? If we had a podcast, I think it would we, be you know, about. It used to be about Beatles and Hitler. Beatles but and Hitler. We haven't talked about music. Music would thing. be a big. Although oh, we yeah. just did talk about John Lennon about thirty seconds ago. Yeah, it's still, still about Beatles about and Dio. Hitler. We still haven't talked about Dio. I we know. We haven't talked about Dio. We haven't. We haven't talked about. I was thinking about. I never asked you. I know you're not a big music listener. Like you don't yeah. have just have it on. But like <clears throat> I just was. I don't know. Now I don't want to ask because now I feel like we're being basic or mid or whatever that means. <clears throat> Mine was, um, see, I said Dio, but really it's, as you know, Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath. That's my favorite Black Sabbath yeah. album. And wow. so, strong oh, words. Dude, <laughs> you've got to bleed for the dancer. <laughs> I mean, okay. he loves saying Lost and Never Found. He uses that in like four songs. He does. <clears throat> I, I feel. <laughs> I feel very strongly that to choose Heaven and Hell as your favorite Black Sabbath album is a thing that you could only do if you were 10 years old between 1979 and 1981. It's funny you should There's- say that. I had a dream last night about the out. Al- yeah, I know you know Albertsons. You, you think an Albertsons stir fry dinner could make your apartment a home, right? Uh, you're, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. Christmas Twin Falls, no. Idaho. Yeah, no, it's a spoiler alert. His mom, his mom was good, and she yeah, got him out. you got him out of Twin yeah. Falls. I was, I uh, so our, when I was a kid in the 80s, a young teen, our Albertsons had a section that, where they sold albums and maybe cassettes and eight tracks i don't know but like i bought my first beatles album at an albertson's grocery store and i was dreaming about buying an album at albertson's literally last night whoa my first record at abbey road i think i might have i think i was it abbey road i think yeah, i, I mean, got ter- my first record first beatles at album, long's right? drugs yes this long's used to drugs. be a thing and they had they had the flippy the flippy white plastic uh differentiators and everything i mean not a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. but like it, they had cameras that's where you went for camera and film stuff and i definitely bought i know one time i bought frank zappa's orchestral record <laughs> oh, what a drugstore at, at the long's drugs Damn, and it was marked wild. down to 99 cents and i was like well i mean it's frank zappa how 
how, you know, I keep hearing about him right. uh, from the smart kids. Maybe I should get <laughs> you a Zapper. play that French was, horn fast. It did <laughs> not. It did not have any words on it. It was just yes. It was pure orchestral music. Now, sort of like cool Dan surprise. says with podcasting, uh, you know, yeah. that's I, I like that. Like I like peaches and regalia. Like I like hot rats. I like that stuff. But like mm-hmm. I'm really all about like uh, what was his two record run, the Camarilla Brillo, and um, you know those two in a row, uh, mm-hmm. apostrophe and the other one. Those two, I love. I think that's or Joe's Garage even. The good place. Yeah, to but start. your favorite Black Sabbath record is Heaven and Hell. So have you, have you ever listened to, to the Black Sabbath album Heaven and Hell? I have, I have. Oh, the it other was, ones have one know, or two good songs on it, but this has Dio sings wow. every song on that album. Wow! Yeah, no, I've got to hear for the, the dancer. No one knows the answer. Uh, uh, what, what, what did I hear the other day? Was it uh, Tenacious D did a Dio cover? Well, no, somebody did a somebody did a Dio cover. I think that that song, the the, the greatest song in the world, or whatever, is like a Dio sort of tribute. Well, tribute, tribute's the name of the song. But yeah, they they do some some bananas covers. I got a show. Yeah. I got a full length show. If you like Tenacious D, I've got a full length show of them in Europe, where like the crowd would not let them leave, and they were just <laughs> en fuego the entire time. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, you know, Dio. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot to learn from him. So you don't have Monday morning we music, do. really. We do. Monday Morning Music? Is yeah. that the name of our new show or our 12-year-old show? Monday Morning Music with John <laughs> So, Merlin, what are you listening to? Well, Drop the, the needle on a new week. <laughs> Merlin fast-forwards after 10 seconds of listening. Did you get a uh, did you get a message from Captain Marm telling you that we had passed our 12-year anniversary? Um I She gave me an anniversary oh, so an anniversary message. <laughs> I saw 12 it years on, she said. I saw Congratulations. It on the, I saw it on, that's so sweet. I saw it on the internet somewhere. Um yeah, pretty oh. well suit of vomit. But oh, you know suit what it was and then somebody's then I was like, you know, and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, you know, keep the, technically the first the first like canonical episode uh was keep I was being, replacing Dan much to his chagrin. Oh, I'm back to work. <clears throat> um, so, um, the, I from the beginning, you know, episode zero was suit of vomit, and then episode one is keep moving and get out of the way. And I was like, you know, we really got lucky with that one. Real early, we got it. We got in there early. And I, uh, I, I but you know, a video of my baby uh, a month earlier, a month before that, because this is you know that was canon long before it was a bit. That's just something I taught my child. That everybody should teach yeah. their child. You have to keep moving. Let's review. Keep moving. So yes. a lot of people say. Some people say keep moving or get out of the way. Which is, oh, I know. I think that's better advice than nothing. But no, 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 John. What is what is what is the crucial part of that? It's keep moving and get out of the way. It's keep moving. Do, you have to do both things. You're obligated to do both. Yeah. yeah. So you can I, see I, me uh, talking to my baby at, uh, believe it or not, uh, an Albertsons now lucky, but uh, asking the baby, I said, the baby, what's the first rule of the grocery store? Have you ever seen, seen this? Right. And, yeah. and the, the three-year-old says, uh, okay, mommy. And I say, and what's the second rule? Kid thinks for a minute, munches on a goldfish cracker and goes, Galloway. <laughs> and then uh-huh. now look at us, look uh-huh. at and us And you were now. talking into your wallet. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, gosh. Into your shoe, but you had your wallet in your shoe. I should get a hat. I'm not really a hat guy. I watched Mash last I, night. I, I was thinking Hawkeye looks good in a hat. That's a good hat. For I talked Hawkeye. to uh, I talked to a lady friend the other day, and she said, I, uh, "We all all the ladies think that if a guy is wearing a hat all the time, that he's bald. It's just oh, the, it's absolutely. just what the ladies are thinking. Well, it's I also said, just it reflects a disorder, a kind of disordered thinking to always wear a hat. I was at the at the state fair, and uh, there's all you know, there's cowboys, Washington real cowboys, state fair? and cowgirls. Yeah, they come to the state fair to do their cow things. Oh, cool. And uh, some of them are walking around the state fair in their legit boots with the legit spurs, and they've got legit hats on. Hot. And uh, somebody walks past me, and they're wearing a hat, and I'm like, you know, that's a pretty good hat. And then my daughter, every time we go to the state fair, she wants to take the old-timey photo. Uh-huh. They get the family in there with the, with the, the fancy hats. So we, we have a little collection of old-timey photos. Last year, we uh, ran into... Some into our old time photo, and the wife of a friend situated herself next to me in the old timey photo. And when the photo came out, Ariella, my daughter's uh, mother slash partner, mm-hmm. uh, was pretty not into the fact that I and the wife of a friend looked like the 
the husband wife in this. Your your daughter and Ariel was over on the side, mother, looking she, like a yeah. She she knows it's she a tableau. Like a contrab- uh, yeah, concubine. Yeah. yeah, or or she looks like a spinster aunt standing over on the side while I'm sitting here with the wife. Oh jeez. So she was like adamant, like nobody in the picture. It's just my mom, my daughter, uh, my daughter's mother slash partner, and me. And they put a cowboy hat on me this year. Okay. And we get the photo back, and everybody remarks, wow, that cowboy hat really looks natural on you. Like, it looks... You have a really how did big, you, you, get have a, to, you have a big head. So you could be either yeah, a newscaster well, or a hat person. I need a... I need a but the problem is, none of the hats fit me. I have to get a custom hat. And so you I got this You have to get a hat. gusset sewn into it, probably. You got like a Frankenstein well, hat, Well, you know, a custom hat. No, no, but it's definitely a seven and seven-eighths... It's not a no. Not come on, eight. I'm like an eight. I'm like an eight and an eighth or something. I have to look. I've got my hat here. I've got a hat with eight a and eighth. Size. So see, you're you have an even bigger head than I do, and no. on a smaller frame. I I think I'm I'm exactly the right size. You know, Abraham Lincoln says your legs should be long enough to reach the ground. Oh, you know? that's clever. Are you sure that wasn't uh, Marcus Aurelius? Might have been uh, Marcus Twainus. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no, I can wear a hat that's made in normal size. They're just not available. There's never a yeah, seven. This will go all the way eights. on, probably. But they said, you know, you, you how did you get this this normal looking cowboy hat to sit with such a jaunty? And I was like, have I not? Am I not a man? Have I not looked at a thousand sepia tone photographs of old cowboys enough that I know how to put a cowboy hat on? Maybe like a little bit of a Walt Whitman vibe. A little bit, little, a little, little bit, a little I bit mean, of a cocky, a, a cocky, down to earth poet kind of hat. It's got to be on sideways a little bit, a little you bit know, of James Joyce, a little bit of James Joyce. That's, would be a, that's right. It's got to sit in a certain way that says, uh, "Voila," you know, uh, my newest poem. And so they mm. said, "Why don't you wear cowboy hats all the time?" And I said, "Should I just <laughs> going to be vests? <laughs> should I be? Should that be my turquoise jewelry?" <laughs> I mean, you could see it. You could see I've got I cowboy could, hats. I could see except, running an RV lot in, in some southern state. I live in the suburbs of Seattle. There's nobody out here wearing any kind of hat. We just let the rain fall on our bald pates. <laughs> What's it going to take to put you in this winnie today? <laughs> see, I could do that if I lived in Arizona. Yeah. It's hot yeah. there. Uh, so are you thinking about it? I mean, you got, you've got something that um, a lot of men never get because I think you're, you... you I don't want to misquote you. You said something like everybody. You mean a full head of hair into his fifties? Oh, yeah. You, but then that's the surprise is you take it off and it's like, oh, look, there's a whole person under there. God, yeah. that guy's head is big. He has so much hair on that huge head. But but you um, but you say everybody gets the 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 beard there they deserve that their face deserves, right? Yes, that's right. And it's like a medieval yeah. hex or something, really. But but in this case, like you got a compliment about wearing a hat, which is mm-hmm. I think you could. There's like. You can count on, on one hand the number of guys you know that have ever had that actually happen. They don't like famous yes. hat guys. But then you got something, you got encouragement to wear a cowboy hat. What's next? Leather pants? Well, I saw so this Cuban is what heels? I wonder. <laughs> I went through a phase when I, I uh, in my 20s, I was dating a girl who was talking about, always talking about her ex-boyfriend in San Francisco who wore leather pants. And I was like, leather pants, is that a thing? I should wear leather <laughs> you pants. Told, you told me this, yes. Yeah, maybe I'm going to, maybe I should get leather <laughs> pants. And I, I you know, I, tr- I tried a couple Here of pairs on Charlie and I was from like. squeaking John. <laughs> I said, these are terrible. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what a terrible idea for pants. Yeah. It You're going to go back to your like, waxed filsons, right? You know what they say, like if you heat up your crotch area, then it makes you sterile because the sperms would need to be out in the cold. Oh, that's I see. the whole. And that's why you wear chaps. Is that right? right? Yeah, you wear chaps to so you that your sperms dangle are hangle. in the cold. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, these leather pants, my sperms are not in the cold. <laughs> this whole thing is it's just heating up. There's nowhere for the <laughs> are you air. Talking to, go. to somebody There's you no knew well when you said that. Uh, well, and it was like on the subway well. or something. <laughs> Howdy, <well>. ma'am. <laughs> I was actually I was in a cowboy town with uh, with another girl that I, a lo- long term girlfriend, Shanti. Shanti, Shanti and I no were in a cowboy. Kidding? That means yeah, peace. we were in a cowboy town. Shanti, 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 uh, Shanti. I was dating I was dating Shanti when we first got flip phones. That and sounds like a nineties independent film. Well, you could, put, you, you could put you could put yeah. You could push the button and say someone's name into those early flip phones, and it would supposedly dial for you, yes, right? Yes. Voice mm-hmm. recognition. And so, when we were on those first long winters tours, early, early days, 
even before I met Merlin Mann, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would flip open my phone and I would go, Shanti, Shanti. <laughs> and the phone would never dial Shanti's number, but Sean Nelson, of course, decided, <laughs> and Chris Canalia, <laughs> that they would just say, Shanti. Shanti. Just out of, you know, and it became a, it became a I'll a always meme. associate that word with T.S. Eliot. <laughs> Shanti. Shanti. Wait, when he reads Shanti. the wasteland, Shanti. 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 But no, Shanti and I were in a cow, cowboy town, Monroe, Washington, Ooh. and we went to a thrift store, <clears throat> and we found a pair of white leather chaps with fringe that fit her perfectly. They were size double zero, whatever. Some cowgirl. What? And I said, was she, was she into it? I said, oh yes. And I said, oh, shit, let me dog. buy these for How you. How do you let, let that one off the hook? You you I found know. a white chaps girl. White chaps. Do you, do, do you realize I, I, what the chances are of that happening? She moved to New York and became a naked fire juggler, and I'm not even kidding. Like those ones we saw uh, at the Elon, Elon Musk for you, right, right, right. Yeah. Like where where you go to an expensive place and you and you're naked and you juggle fire. See, I've I've always like held it's it's one thing like a person spends a hypothetical person spends his whole life sure. waiting to meet somebody who wants to who who will wear the Catwoman yeah. costume, <clears throat> but but it's a far rarer thing to meet meet a person and, and it's her idea to wear the Catwoman costume. Yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a, that is that is that is a horse of a different cat. I realized earlier today. Woof. I realized that my problem, uh, my problem was well. So, <clears throat> not not to talk about all the lunches I've had recently. Hmm. Uh, but oh, I'll allow uh, it. But I was having lunch with Maria Semple, the, and she's also an author, like Neil Stevenson. Right. So it's really it's really a family of lunches I've had with authors recently. Mm-hmm. That that could and, be a uh, podcast right there. That's right. John talks to authors. A uh, literary lunchtime. And <clears throat> Maria is now moving to New York. She's got an apartment in New York. And it's not, I don't think, a, it's not It's not any kind of revelation to say that, that, that her marriage is coming to a close. And she's beginning a new life for herself, living on her own in New York City. And she's on her way I'll, to New I'll York. I'll allow it. I'll allow that. Yeah. Sometimes you've so got to repot yourself, you know. It's time to repot. That's right. Yeah. And she's somebody that likes to talk to other literary people and go walk down. She likes to go to Broadway shows. Well, you QED, know, one she of obviously loves lunch. She loves to lunch. Yeah. Although the Carnegie Deli is closed. So who knows where you're going to lunch. Hmm. Anyway, I'm saying to her, oh, well, you know, attention deficit disorder has got me in this, in a bind where I just realized that my whole life I've been able to, you know, accurately like make a any kind of doctor's appointment because I just can't fix the, the, the things in my life. Mm-hmm. And she's nodding. <clears throat> she's a, she's which, a which little bit older. Which kind of nodding? <clears throat> well, she's nodding to in- communicate that she's listening. Uh-huh. But she's got a look on her face uh, where she's also waiting to talk. And I go, I get, uh, I get done with this. <laughs> Slightly and she kind of says, upturned chin, like, I get done with my little, like, ah, uh, yeah, it's just really hard for me to do these things. And she said, well, uh, let me tell you that the reason you uh, think that you have attention deficit disorder is because you never got married. Because let me just tell you right now that all of your male friends also cannot do any of those things. <laughs> but they have wives who do those things oh, wow. and make these guys think that they are super capable guys. Who so get now it we're back done. to Hong Kong Fooey and the dog. A little bit. Right? Like they, they, they think they got it wired when it turns out the dog's the one doing all the Kung Fu. Yeah, the, the, the dog is underneath making sure Hong Kong Fooey doesn't fall through the hole. Mm-hmm. And Hong Kong Fooey's like, look at me. Yeah, he lands in the and, dumpster if memory serves. And I said, well, wait now, just a, just a cotton pick a minute. Yeah. Uh, this friend that we have in common, he's very capable. And she said, all his wife does is complain to me about how he doesn't know what, which drawer has the silverware. Oh, dear. He's never, he's never made a plane reservation in his life. And I go, oh, well, well, well what about this? That. They shouldn't talk to each other. Well, and that's the thing. She's given that's away all the secrets. And I said, yeah. well, what about this other very capable friend? And she mm-hmm. said, all we do is talk about how all of these guys don't know how to uh, do anything, but that they, but that we do it all, and we're tired of doing Can it. Can you imagine because, how they talk about you, John? Well, and so I'm like, well, so what are you saying that I don't that I'm just 
living. I'm just living in uh, in like a semi wrecked car uh, because I didn't get married. Hey, little and she help, said, little help. She said, "Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. If you had gotten married at a young just age, knocking on the glass, you wouldn't. You you would be one of these people that's uh-huh. walking around not knowing which drawer the silverware is in." And I said, "I live in as a bachelor. I don't know which of the drawers has the yeah. silverware. It's one of those." They're stacked here. I don't. Which one has the can openers? I don't know. But she said, "No, no, 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 no. You, you, you're just, you're just somebody that never got a partner, and the partner is the one that does the things that you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And whether that partner resents it or not is part of you, uh, is part of your relationship. Some partners do, some partners don't. Um, but, but, don't be fooled." That your super capable friends who walk around uh, like smirking, <laughs> at fucking your, cock of the walk. I got it. Yeah. I, I know. I I know how to go to a doctor. I do it yeah, all the time. I make appointments just, and things. They're just these guys who are like, you know, what's amazing? If you throw your clothes on the bed, uh, the next day they end up washed and folded here. Isn't that they're, fucking? They're really like more a, like super children. Yeah, exactly. right, they're, they're exactly. extremely advanced children. But they are Hong Kong fooing it. Yeah, number one super guy. Totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. And Gosh, so that, that gives you a lot to think about, huh? Well, it does because because I have recently well, there's somebody in a white. Oh, it's my sister is arriving. My sister. I just I looked out the window and I'm like, why is there a car? Do we have in the budget for her to visit with us? Is that in the budget? Oh well. So here's here's the problem. Yeah, my sister has moved to Whidbey Island, and my sister likes to come to Seattle because she wants to be involved in my daughter's life and in our family sure, life. Sure, sure. And, uh, and Ariella, my daughter's mother slash partner, has yes. a big house. She has an extra room. Susan likes to stay with Ariella because that's where the action is. Well, Ariella recently well, You're learning started, a lot about yourself right now. I really am. Right, Rami. She, seriously, on the one year you got, you got your simple woman telling you about like, you don't even realize all the things that you don't know you don't know. And then- oh, wait and a minute. She's literally locking, knocking on my door right now. Okay. Would you hold? Yeah, Would you of hold? course. Should, should, should I- right, Hang on just a okay. second. <clears throat> um, I am a big fan of Susan. I'm not a big fan of John's whole family. There's, there's not, a, there, uh, not a loser in the bunch. Susan is a lot of fun. Oh, here, let's listen. We never know when we're done. You're welcome to come in. Would you like to say hi to Merlin? Hi, Merlin. Oh, uh, Susan, says, Susan says hi. Hi, Susan. Oh, Merlin says hi. Is she Ask her if she's happy with her accommodations. Well, no, no, she's left. Oh, dear. She's left because she, she, she said... She, she's well, just there to do laundry would... or something? Like, what's going on? No, so this is the thing. So Ariella has recently started to say... Now, wait a minute. Why am I inheriting all of you? Not, not only are you asking me to, uh-huh. to try and make your, uh, your, your uh, doctor's appointments for you. Just, because you have but also, like, I have the nice house, right? Well, Ariella has also, the nice house that where people want to go. That's right. Well, and I say, well, you were the one that wanted to have a big house with all of them, have cocktail parties, but you never mm. do have cocktail parties. Was that incredibly and she said, persuasive? She said, <laughs> I wanted to have a house where I could have cocktail parties. Big difference. And I, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it's like, it's like owning a chip. boat. Yeah. <laughs> I see. So you didn't, you didn't intend to have cocktail parties. She said, no, I wanted the potential to have cocktail parties. I completely so, understand. And that is still a, a notch below the aspirational people who buy 4 by 4s to drive their kids' soccer cleats around. That is, yeah, that is right. a completely sane boundary. I'm sorry. Now, now I, I feel like I'm, I'm taking your mother-daughter partner side. But, but that's, that's a yes, very that's sane a boundary fine. to me. That's the same. But, but, and so, and so what, was your, uh, what was your response to Oh, that? so the thing is that although she and my sister traveled around the world together and are independent friends— she is, uh, she is now saying, now, wait a minute. I did not inherit your sister living with me. Mm. And I said, well, let's all just circle the wagons here and realize that she should not ever stay with me. What's happening to her house on Tybee Island? Well, she lives there, but it's, but it's, a, it's, a, it's many, it's many hours drive from here. So, right. So she comes here, but she wants to spend the night because, you know, obviously, like, you're not going to drive know, like, home. Once a month or so? I mean, I'm, I'm not getting on Susan's uh, grill, but is it, is it, is it something where it's like, is it, is it like enough of a pattern that's maybe a thing we should talk about? Yeah, every 10 days, two weeks. Uh, well, so we, something we should probably talk uh, about. 
we are talking about it, which is that well, that yeah. Ari expressed Ari very passive uh, said something to the air one time when Susan was in the room <laughs> said something to the ceiling fan. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if you should stay here every time or something, you know, just up to, up into the sky. And, of course, my sister being who she is was like, well, well, fine, I guess I'll never stay here again. Susan can't hear you right now, right? And she doesn't listen uh, no, to this. No, she, she, she got in her car and drove away. Oh, dear. I don't think she does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, because she's, you know, because me saying, like, I'm actually still podcasting, she was like, oh. <gasps> You said you would be done done by twelve, and I'm like, I never did. Huh. And she's like, Well, her stop, stop, stop. <laughs> anyway, so then Susan comes to me and says, Well, you have an extra room in your house. Why don't I fix that up as my room? Mm-hmm. Now she says this knowing that she and I every eighteen months have an enormous blowout fight. Yes, where we don't talk for six months. Every few years, per- you got to have a war. You got it, it clears right. the air. You got to go to the mattresses. It clears That's the what air. That's Clemenza exactly says. right. Yeah, it's one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. You know, we was all real like, proud of you. Today, I settled all family business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so, but yeah, don't and what talk to a man like Mo Green like that? <laughs> what precipitates that fight is never anything you could predict. It's just like a cicada flies into the room, and it's all like of a sudden, pile, pile of like emotional uh, rags, just ready to yeah, catch fire on the wrong from the, from the wrong spark. And so she says, "What if I take over?" the the uh, guest room and turn it into my room hmm. and then I can stay there when I come and I'm just like the, you know you're just setting the egg timer on when there's going to be some problem right because it's my house what if you come in your position as your as your sister wife what if she was the one she's very organized and she likes yelling at people maybe you say listen why don't you go fix yourself up a little room in there you know and and I'll give you a little bit of space in the fridge and and you become my uh, I guess it's not a common law wife. I'm not familiar with Washington law, but you would be able to say, I mean, a, maybe not a sister wife, but a wife's sister. Maybe no, she could take you know, a spinster aunt. She's a, a spinster aunt. That's what it would have been in 1860. Oh, you're talking about an old maid. Yeah, but no, 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 because the thing is what she really is, is a game of go, except every piece right. is a grenade. Yeah. A moment and to so, learn a lifetime to misunderstand. So uh, last night she came, she stayed at uh, Ariella's house. <laughs> And then said to me over dinner, oh, I bought a dresser. <laughs> When's a good time I for me to come over? I admire her assertiveness. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's assertiveness, John. That's assert- I couldn't do I that. A- I, wouldn't buy a- I wouldn't buy a dresser and tell someone about it. Jiminy Christmas. She said, I bought a dresser. I think you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. But I have to come in uh, 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 tomorrow and <clears throat> And I said, well, I talked to Merlin mm-hmm. starting at 11 and then, but you know, of course, no, I never say, but sometimes we push to 1130 uh, when we're talking in ye olde English on our text message. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and oh. then, uh, then Susan turns to Marlo and says, well, you're going to have to take down your blanket fort, oh. which currently has, has, has transformed the you get guest a full room poly walnuts for that one. Oh, Whoa! Oh, oh. Enormous blanket fort in there currently. Well, that's what a and kid Susan makes. Says, yeah. And Susan says, well, I'm going to take down the blanket fort. And Marlo go, Marlo, uh, maybe she, currently second most assertive person in the family, but vying even at 12 to be number one, uh-huh. says to Susan, no, you're not. I need to take it down because right. there's a way that I need to take it down. You have to show, show, show respect. And Susan goes, oh, okay, oh. And, you know, I think even in that moment, it might, the, 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 the torch may have been passed where Marla was like, you're not oh, doing this. She is this. the Kwisatz Satarak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, you, so, so maybe, I mean, I, I've never read the book, but like we're talking about, we're talking about a Benny Gesserit type situation. What I've got here is a sister on the porch with a dresser <laughs> ready to move it into a, a, a blanket fort. <laughs> That my daughter has explicitly said, do not touch the blanket. And furniture and the thing is, is the mind killer. The thing is, there's no way that dresser is fitting in there next to the blanket fort. Because the blanket fort is a, is a sprawling uh, uh, development. Right, right, right. It's t- taken months and months to... A little, a little you know, tent I, city, yeah. 
Yeah, I haven't had any uh, house guests lately, and so what was what was there to do in the in the guest room except blanket fort it? And of course, I also collect old uh, mohair blankets from the 1950s. Well, so a lot of, of blankets. Course. You're not a monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's what's yeah. going on over here. Yeah, uh, that's that's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go in a sec. Um, I'm gonna use a term that I don't really <laughs> know anything about. Um, I've heard this. I think it's called neurolinguistic programming, and I'm pretty sure it has to do with uh, uh, being in the seduction community and like uh, trying to make girls have intercourse with you by being mean to them. And I think it's called uh, neurolinguistic oh. programming. Is there any chance <clears throat> that your sister, wife, and spinster aunt ha- has had some kind of background in neurolinguistic programming? Well, you mean that they're negging me, or that they're I couldn't or say that they, that they have been negged. But no, I mean, no, 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 no. She's she's the guy with the hat and the rings. Is what I'm saying. The thing is, I'm terrified. You're a tender of them. fawn at the bar, and he, she's trying to separate you from your friends. I did your hair that way on purpose. Huh? <laughs> long ago, I realized I'm terrified of them all, and I'm just trying to avoid getting hit with a broom. Oh Jesus! Of course. Well, and so absolutely, you know, when Ari says to me some vague thing, when she talks to the ceiling fan no. about my sister, then I realize I'm about to get hit with a broom, uh, and so I so I need to go, you know, over to my house and hide under my mohair blankets. But my daughter has taken them all and and Man, built a like fort. a geodesic dome. Oh my them. god, it, it's like somewhere between Borges and Louisa May Alcott, and like you, no you're idea. never sure what's going to be in a given day. I literally have no idea where, how many chairs are under that fort. Well, that's not your concern, John. She, she's it, the architect. It could be as many as seven. Chairs go missing all the time. I'm that's like, true. Absolutely. The blue chair. It's gone. Yeah. And I don't know where, because I, I, you know, the blanket fort. I think you're really going to like that dresser. I'm scared in there. Well, so Susan's got a whole... Is the dresser on? Did she get it out of the car herself? No, I, well, I don't know, because she came oh. in and poked her head in and got mad at me and left. But, you know, the dresser is just a toehold that the, the room is going to fill up. And I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what all that's going to be. That's when you start, like, when you start getting tampons and lady razors. <sighs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, they call it the thin end of the wedge. If you use the thick mm. end of the wedge, it really doesn't wedge very well. But a, a dresser that you then make, make your, your, your brother husband carry in with you, mm. Jimmy, that's a toehold. Well, What's what's going to happen is I'm going to be making a Keurig one morning, mm-hmm. and she's going to come out of that room, uh, and she's going to be mad that I'm making too much noise in my own kitchen, and uh, right. I don't know. I'm, uh, also, she's I been thinking of turning the kitchen into a studio. <laughs> I don't want to get hit with the broom, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not going to. I'm not some like rat in the corner that's going to no, lives in you're, fear you're on the deed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you, what's going on in there? <laughs> what is this? What is this place? Let me out of here. Uh, you go, go help your sister. 